right, we're recording. It also felt like... Oh, I should turn your mic on. Try that. Hello. Oh, that's better. Okay, I had yours turned down. I don't know why. It also felt like I stepped back in time because it was chilly out tonight. Yeah. As I was walking in the door and I'm wearing like a sweatshirt and long pants and sneakers and socks and it's not... Like it just felt like old times. Well, it is a throwback talking about the weather. Throwback episode. Why is it a throwback episode, Andrew? Uh, it's been a minute. So, welcome back to Odd Off Topic, episode 201. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what happened to episode 200, Andrew? Uh, we're still working on it. We are. It's taking a little longer, but we got some people lined up. We have this whole process for the episode 200, but it's taking longer because getting as many people as we want to have on it, which is kind of a probably said too much. It's taking longer than expected, so we're pat we're bypassing episode two hundred. Yep, skipping right to two hundred and one. Yep, and then at some point in the future, you'll up. Yeah, that's not the word I'm looking for. I will upload it. Yeah. Yes. Sure. We'll I was drop it. Say, you will. <laughs> you'll refresh your favorite podcast player, and you'll see episode two hundred seven, which is episode two hundred, and yeah. you'll be surprised pleasantly. So we haven't skipped episode 200. Yeah, watch We've for just, the drop. Yeah, exactly. We're just we're building anticipation. That's all. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're building anticipation. It's of a limited 200. edition episode. Yes, you get to line up early. Yes, it's like Supreme clothing. Yeah, all the all the hot I boys wish. want it. All the hot boys want it. They'll pay us top dollar for it. So yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, I selfishly took a vacation, and, and then I did. Yeah, and then you did, yep. and but you're back locally. So this episode sounds a little different. We're actually recording in the same room. That's yeah, been a while. I'm kind of still on vacation. Sort of. Sort of. Like, it's been the a weird vacation because it's like a working vacation. Because as you as you realize, more than likely, based on listening to the last few episodes, we're in the middle of the... Um, we're in week two now, I think, of the COVID pandemic. Week two? Week two. It's, week, it's only been two weeks, right? Oh, sure. Right. Um, we're in like month seven. Yeah. Um, and I'm working from home. But home can be anywhere. But, but, but where is home, right? Home can be anywhere you have internet and electricity, correct? Yeah, it's pretty convenient. Yeah, it's actually very convenient. So I got in my car mm-hmm. with Naomi and we drove across the country. Yep. And we did our best to maintain our distance, of course. Yep. The only public places we stopped were gas stations, um, and we went to campsites all across the country, and we camped out across the country, and it was an epic adventure, and then we're here in Massachusetts, and we're working from home from here. It's a little weird because we're working our Arizona schedules in Massachusetts, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, time zones, those weird things. Time zones are weird. So when I work my, you know, eight to five, I'm actually working... 11 to 8, which is slightly annoying, but I shouldn't be complaining because I have a job. Yeah. And I have the ability to do something like this. And uh, we came here and getting the rest of my stuff that I didn't bring back to Arizona when I moved the first time. Uh, Not the rest of my stuff, but the small things, not the cars, although we are bringing one car back. Story to come later. Um, Well, do you want to do project car updates on that? Yeah. We'll start right there. Yeah. Why not? Because, I mean, that is a pretty big update because... We the saga th- continues. Yeah, uh, so that was February. You were here and you worked on it. Yes. Okay. That was so the last time we touched it. Okay, but before that, 
you this was before you had left moved to arizona you put a nose on the car we, so may into june of 2019 yeah we talked at length about that in the before times yeah um and car was great that thing like for years it could sit jump the battery start right up mm-hmm. idle just fine nothing wrong with it. it was weird hung a nose on it and then you came back in february Correct. or was that before that and the there was a time before that, I think, you went to start it, and so it wouldn't start. we were here for Radwood in October of 2019. Oh, right. And we were going to take the Eclipse, and we were also going to take the Rat Flat Snarion. Yeah, what? But it wouldn't start. I couldn't remember the name we came up for that. Ratty Flatty. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's been so long. Um, because it's a flat body, yep. uh, which is affectionately known in the community as a flatty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And the car is quite ratty, so it's the Ratty Flatty. Oh, yes. Um, so we were going to take that as well. So I got it registered yep. in Arizona, mm-hmm. brought the plates out with me and said, okay, we're going to take this and the Eclipse to Radwood and then the car wouldn't start. Yes. And if you remember the Radwood story with the Eclipse, it was a like whirlwind effort to get that car ready to fix the dent in the quarter, get the door painted, the correct red, get the car put back together, make sure it was maintained properly and everything was working good on it to drive it to Radwood and then get in it and drive it all the way across this great country of ours. Right. So I didn't have time to also work on the Starion. So it sat until February, which we updated you last time, was when I was out here for a few days for your your wife's baby shower. Your wife's baby shower, yeah. Yeah. She just just snuck that in under the... The, yeah, right the before line. the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Because it was only right. It was here. We just didn't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so while it was here, we had diagnosed that the fuel pump was bad last time I was here. So I had ordered a fuel pump in October. So it was mm-hmm. sitting here waiting in February. So we slammed a fuel pump in it in February. Yeah, I think we talked about that. We cut yeah, open. we talked about that. We didn't drop the tank. We just cut the access panel hole opening larger. Yep. And then closed it, it back up. It was great. Fuel pump worked. Everything was good. Spent the rest of the time. We actually patched the holes in the floor and did the stuff necessary to make the car somewhat reasonable to drive. Yeah. Somewhat. Fast forward. I was supposed to be back out here sometime between February and now in October, but the whole COVID mm-hmm. and we weren't doing air travel and then work was like, well, it is work. And then work was all of a sudden a work from home. And then we had that harebrained idea that where is home? Where is work from home? That's right. What does it matter? You're not going to an office. It doesn't matter where you're working from as long as you're locked in for the right hours, right? That's right. So we came out here. Got here. Went to start the car. Guess what didn't start? The car didn't start. car didn't start. Doesn't like sitting apparently now. Yeah. Even though it sat for quite literally a decade yeah. before all of this started. Um, pulled the plug wire off. Grounded it to a bolt under the hood, cranked the car over, it had no spark. Now, for long-time listeners, one of the last times we worked on Barney, before you gave it away... It's the 88... The purple Starion, Conquest. Yep. uh, It needed a coil, like, randomly. Mm -hmm. That car went from not running to just needing a coil. Went from running to not running to just needing a coil. Yeah. This car did the same. Yeah. So I bought a coil... Actually, I assumed it was the coil. I didn't even do any more diagnostics. I was just like, you know what? A coil is $20. I'm going to buy a coil. 
before yeah. I get too deep into it. And well, it was because if it's, if it's beyond the coil, it probably goes beyond anything I was willing to do because it would be a distributor or ECU or something stupid. Um, so it was just the coil. Coil's coil is literally the simplest thing. That was and the Occam's razor. Was the coil? And that's what it was. So I put the new coil in, cranked it over, nice strong spark, perfect. Car still wouldn't start. <laughs> now I'm quite upset. Um, did some more diagnostics, trying to figure out what was wrong. Couldn't find anything obvious. Said, well, let's see what the fuel situation is. I don't like taking the fuel injection line off of the throttle body in a Starion because the O-ring is usually pretty delicate. And if you don't put it exactly back together, you have pouring of fuel. <laughs> Yeah. So they're kind of a pain. We had already replaced the O-ring in that car because it was leaking. Yes, it was. So I said, well, let's do the whole uh, spray a little starting fluid into the intake and see if she cranks over. And it did. It cranked over. It started. It ran great until it ran out of starting fluid, and it died. So now the brain goes, it really can't be the fuel pump. It's brand new. Could it be the fuel pump, Andrew? I don't think it's the fuel pump. It's probably the fuel pump. But it was a good good place to start, I guess. Well, I was thinking fuel pump relay. Yeah. Or something in line with the fuel pump that maybe got burnt out when the fuel pump wasn't fuel pumping before. But we get to the back of the car again, take the back interior of the car apart again, reopen the floor where we had resealed it back up again. Yeah. Um, you used your power probe? Yeah, I have a power probe. It's which a, is like a pretty cool tool. It's one of a... Uh, my my dad and mine our favorite one of our favorite tools yeah because it basically allows you to literally power up a device in the car direct from the battery yeah with a switch it tells you it also works as a basic multimeter yep and so you put the probe right to the power lead of the the pump fuel pump yeah to to basically just shortcut everything, everything. in the car yeah and just power the pump directly and see what happens so you did that. And the pump made noise. It clicked like a relay, which was weird. I, we felt it should have made more of a whirring noise. I was like, well, that is a very quiet pump. Yeah. <laughs> so it clicked like a relay. Um, and then we were like, well, maybe that's not pumping. Maybe it's just like jammed, like an electric motor gets jammed and then it'll click on and then just stop. Yeah. We didn't want to leave it powered long enough to actually make it smoke. <laughs> so we did a little more like digging into it and like, you know what? This thing seized. Yeah. Well, I think it was even quicker than that. We went from using a really advanced tool to the most basic tool. To a hammer? Which is a hammer. Yeah. Well, we, we did try to be a little nice to it. We originally put a block of wood in between the hammer and the fuel pump. Yeah. I don't want to dent it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't working. So you just took a ball peen and a couple of So you used a ball taps. peen and tried to hit the piece of wood into it and it didn't work. So we removed the wood from the equation and we took the ball peen straight to the body of the fuel pump. Yeah. Um, and then you clicked power to it, and it was like, yeah. So I primed oh, the system. Interesting, like, cool. Yeah. And then guess what happened then? It fired right the up. Crashed out right up. And so far, so good. So far, so good. I haven't taken it on any <laughs> miles. I did drive it probably a half mile around the block. Um, I just started cleaning it yesterday because again, it's been sitting since last time it was cleaned, which was in. Like June or July of last year. So I think what happened is, uh, number one, you had rotten fuel in it. The fuel was 10 years old. You put fresh gas in it. Uh, yep. So the fuel that had been run through the pump was old. Mm -hmm. It 
they definitely had ethanol 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. anything that got into it probably just filmed up, gelled up, whatever ethanol does. Yep. And I, I had topped it off with a couple of gallons in between too, like probably five years ago. Yeah. So, so it, whatever that was, it, it gummed it up, threw some fresh fuel in it. I would throw some fuel injector cleaner through it, do your tune up. Yep. Just keep shaking it down around town. That's the next plan. I'm going to try to drive it a little bit each day, you know, Maybe take it a mile, get coffee yeah. in the morning, and then take it two miles the next day. And, yeah, make know, sure all the fluids are topped up. Day. Maybe take it on the highway by the weekend Yeah, and see what happens. Yeah, I have to do an oil change. I want to make sure the coolant isn't disappearing because there wasn't much coolant in it when we checked it. Mm. Um, and then the saga will continue because the plan is when I leave here at the end of the month to drive that car. Which is ambitious mm. across the country, yep. like all the other cars. So, big plans await the car. I have sourced a rust-free Arizona shell. Yeah. And all of the good parts in that car can go into that rust-free Arizona shell. Yeah. So I'll have a nice, straight, rust-free Arizona body with a nice, clean New England interior. And the running gear from that car that has like 15,000 miles in the motor and the well-maintained mechanicals to go right into that nice Arizona shell. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, and that car also has that funky E-Tax computer, right? Which car? My car? Yeah, it's not an E-Tax computer. What were you calling it? It has uh, an E-Tax. It's Velnas. Velnas. Yeah, that's what it was. So my car has Velnas, which is the variable electronic. It's a very rare option. Yeah, it's it's a weird like it's a rudimentary trip computer. Yeah, that also does like lap times if you push the button at the right time, which is very bizarre. Mm. But does um, miles to empty and fuel economy and all that stuff. Um, a timer for your driving, whatever that means. So I'd have to determine if I wanted to keep the Velnas or the body that I sourced is a digital dash car. And I'm not sure if I can use the two things in congruency with yeah, each other. Yeah, to look into it. Yeah. It'd be cool. I think I'd probably rather keep the Velnas of the two things, just because it's more more rare and interesting, and I really like staring gauges that aren't digital. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's the eventual plan with the car. Um, I won't take anything apart until the Toyota's done. Yeah. So when I get out there, I'll just drive the Starian. It's got some character. It's got some character. It's bad looking, but it's bad looking in a good way, I guess. Like it has... Yeah, character is the right word. I mean, this, everybody's seen pictures of it on the Auto Off Topic page. I'm sure I'll post more. Yeah, I'd like to shoot some pictures of it while, while it's here. Yeah, well, I get to finish putting the front end together. I got to bang that frame rail down a little bit more to make the grill fit. Put the lower spoiler on it. I want to paint over all the weird black spots with some white paint so it looks a little less trashy. And uh, make it... I want to make it so it doesn't, like, scream, pull me over every time I cross the state line between here and Arizona. It's basically what I want to do. Yeah. I want to make it look like it should be on the road. <laughs> sure. Because right now it doesn't look like it should be on the road. So that's the plan with that. Um, I'm excited to be here and finish it, and uh, I'm excited to drive it. I'm a little nervous to drive it, but I'm excited the whole time. And uh, at least we'll have two cars, so if I ever do break down with it, I can just cut my losses, take the wheels off, and leave it in whatever town it breaks sure. down in, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the, the ultimate plan. So, because we're gonna be driving my Volkswagen and that back across country, so mm. should be should be an interesting trip. There'll be plenty of pictures to show. I'm trying to think. I don't have too many project updates. Um, new car front had all the windows tinted. I think we talked about that already. 
maybe. Yeah. I had it done right before I went on vacation. Um, I think it makes the car look a lot better. It looks really good. It, like, really needed, like, had a real fishbowl effect in that car. Yeah, it looks really good. Have we talked since I bought parts for the truck body panels? Uh, yep. You talked about going to pick those up. Okay. I uh, Oh, we talked about I hadn't got my sliders yet. I got my sliders. Excellent. You got uh, sliders and lift springs. Yep. I had gotten those too. Yep. I need to install the sliders. And a front bumper. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a front bumper from- And a short block. Design. And a short block yep. from Josh. Uh, that will get looked at and eventually swapped in that truck. Yep. Uh, and then when we have the motor apart, we can figure out the ticking noise. Future plans aplenty. Yeah. Um, yeah, the sliders are interesting because they're bolt-on, but the way they wanted you to do it is to drill the frame and then use self-tapping screws. Okay. Which was kind of weird. Self-tapping bolts. Okay. I was like, because mm, that only leaves you like the thin metal of the outside of the frame rail. Mm-hmm. So I ended up buying a better rib nut gun than what I had. Okay. So I had one that was like a single-handed one. And uh, when you get over like into the 8 mils and the 10 mils, they're really hard to compress with your single hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bought one that's a double-handed one. It's like a big V-shape. Yeah, like an, a traditional like pop rivet gun. Yep. So we can actually crank them in there and uh, they'll have actual threads in the frame. Excellent. And it's kind of neat. They attach to the frame and then across the pinch weld. And they give you a little template to drill the holes. So you through bolt them on Neat. the pinch weld. They look they look good too. After seeing them, you kind of mock them up next to the truck, and they, they yeah. fit up nice and tight. Yeah, they give good protection, and uh, they look cool. And then you can stand on them. You do the roof rack, and they've got like a textured powder coat, like a looks like grip tape. And once you have those combined with the new front bumper you got, it's gonna be proper looking. Yeah, it's with pretty the cool. Lift and tires, and yeah, the lift. I think we talked about it, it's like an inch lift. Yeah, it should be good should work with those shocks I have. And the only thing I gotta double check is the rear brake line if I don't need to extend it or not. I don't think I do, but I need to double check. Because it's a single hose that goes down to the rear axle mm-hmm. and splits. And you don't well, you're not lifting it like a foot and a half. They're like two inches, right? Yeah, but to get the springs out, you need to really drop the axle down. So I either don't want to connect it, or I was thinking maybe I can use spring compressors to press them a little bit and put them up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I got to figure out how to do that. And then you'll I'll have to level the uh, torsion bars in the front too. Oh, on the uh, project car parts update, I had 26 tires and wheels dismounted today. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't realize I had that many. Yeah. I have that many. What did that cost? It's not good. Uh, it didn't cost much to do it. What cost a lot of money was the tire disposal fees oh you're supposed to throw them in the ocean that's that's car batteries maybe. yeah i throw tires in the ocean too oh, okay <laughs> I, I thought it was just batteries no historically i only throw jacks in the ocean okay so um and that's yeah bringing the springfield tire fire so anyway it costs three dollars a tire to dispose of them Oof. yeah so three times 26 is almost a hundred dollars um it's annoying mm-hmm. but it is what it is because I, I'm, I'm hauling back across country with my stuff. Well, you know what? It's annoying is because the company comes and picks them up. Yep. And, like, I remember, like, Bob's tire charged us, like, 25 cents a tire at the dealership to yes. pick them up. It's changed, though. And then, but even still, then they sell the tires. Yeah. 
So it's, it's like a pretty good racket for them. <laughs> yeah, they get paid to take their inventory that they then resell later on. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Anyway, so it cost me three bucks a tire, which is probably more than market. I could have gotten if I shopped around, but I just wanted to get it done because I wanted to bring the wheels with me across country, but I don't want to bring wheels and tires because the tires are all pretty junk. Yeah. So I have a set. (laughs) I have the set of Rotas that were on the Sapporo. Rotas. Yeah. Throw those in the air. I, I may just put those in Facebook Marketplace before I leave. Um, hey, I sold mine that way. Yeah. I'm and sure and I met go. a guy that looked like Mark Wahlberg. That's yeah, true. <laughs> He's actually the body double of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a set of the Centra 7s, which I are dumb, but I love. Um, what else do I have? I don't even remember. There's a, a set of Miata wheels that I'll just leave here for my dad because he has Miata. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, a set of Galant VR4 wheels. You have an extra set of wagon wheels for it? Wagon wheels. What are those? Those the factory wheel. They call them a wagon wheel? Yes. I have an extra set of those. Weird. They're green ones. Huh. Um, but they had tires on them, so I took the tires off because oh. tires are trashed. So I'll keep them. So when I do eventually get that car done, which is next on the list of cars that are still in Massachusetts when I leave. No, it has factory wheels on it. It does. But what I want to know is I want to make sure I have four round ones. So if I have eight, the chances of having four round ones are pretty good. Yeah. So I, w- I don't want to get rid of those until I know I don't need one of them. Because if I got rid of them and then one of mine was out of round, I'd be ticked. Yeah. So I didn't get rid of those yet. But so I had four of those. Um, this is boring as I just list down the wheels that I had lying around. But it would also fit the steering if you needed to. If I needed to. So would the rotas if I needed to. Um, the four braids. And I had four wheels for my the four factory wheels for my Camaro, yeah, which are the factory green steelies. Yep, the factory steelies that came on the '74 Colt, which the wheels are just they're rotted to death, so let's go in the trash. Mm-hmm. But I had I couldn't throw away tires and wheels together. You have to no, annoyingly break them down, so that a metal guy can take your metal wheels for free and then sell them to a metal place and get paid for the metal. Yeah, <laughs> all nightmare. Um, and factory I, wheels for the blue Colt. I live in such a busy street. I've had a good luck a couple times with junk wheels and tires, just leaving them in the front of the house. The free sign. Oh, really? These, and people will just take them. Well, we should have put 26 wheels and tires out front this morning. <laughs> oh, and the first set of aftermarket wheels that I ever bought, the Enki RSEs that I had in my town. Oh, yeah. So I dismounted all the tires off of those, too. Yeah. So. In a pinch, you could throw those on your Eclipse if you wanted to, I guess. Eh, uh, really. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever use them again unless I had a, another blue 90 Talon. Yeah. Or any three-tone Talon. I think they work good in a three-tone car. Actually, one of the Galant VR4s that's in Phoenix that belongs to the uh, whole group of Galant VR4 Montero owners yeah. has a set of those on it. Oh. But they're four-lug, obviously. But the same wheels. So. Interesting. Yeah, so that was my that was the project today. It's because I emptied out my garage that I rent, finally, getting rid of... One more thing tying me here to Massachusetts. Yeah. Trying to get things straightened out and get my life in order. So the more things that I have gone and the less things that I pay monthly for, i.e. a garage, the quicker I can have cars shipped out from here to Arizona and the more money I have to play with cars. So the more stories for the podcast. The That's more right. things I have. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely excited to get the Snarian. Please follow along. I'll post plenty of pictures as we go. 
and uh, I'll post pictures going across the country as well, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I know, I haven't done much else with cars. No, because you're still kitchening. Yeah. Takes a lot of work. Yeah. It's almost done, though. I started, I'm working on the backsplash. So now we're into, like, finishing details. So backsplash, which is pretty more satisfying to yeah. line it up, go across the wall, stuff like um, crown molding, and then, like, trim around the windows and doors. Nice. More then, fun stuff than and then it's pretty much done. doing the heavy lifting. But it's nice because it works. Yeah. And, like... You can cook in it now. Yeah. We can, like... We don't have to get takeout. It's, like, nice. We can just make dinner. You can work on your car now without feeling guilty that you have to go home while your wife cooks in the microwave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she definitely did some, like, cutthroat kitchen challenges, like preparing eggs in a toaster oven. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> heat is heat, man. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. You can cook eggs on pavement. You can cook them in a toaster oven. Um... Oh, I also gave you, uh, you traded me Scale Project cars. Yeah. You traded me the the B-Max Volvo 240 Group A car. Yep, the 124th kit. Yep, which is a very cool kit. That's all new casting, like super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it would be a molding when it's plastic. Casting would be a die cast. Okay. Sorry. Fair enough. Ultra, car, ultra scale car nerd. Talk. I traded you for the um, micro RS4 I had, mm-hmm. which I couldn't find bodies i mean i was looking on ebay i don't know where you're looking for bodies you look for. very hard because they're on ebay oh really yeah so are they original bodies are people making they new make bodies new that stuff size? they oh. make um there's a couple of like other companies other than hpi that make them yeah but even hpi is currently producing uh fiesta wrc body and oh. uh mustang rtr oh so this look yeah and right i there. gave you a bunch of spare wheels to go with it you'll have to yeah. find tires for them i threw 26 of them away today okay <laughs> um, they still make all all the maintenance parts for them. I'm trying so. to remember. I don't think I put it together with a one-way diff in the front, but you'll have to double check. Because I, I, I don't think the speed controller I was using in it had reverse. So I'm probably going to get put together and put on the shelf. Okay. Anyway, in the garage. It's, I mean, it's definitely something you could use in your driveway because you have a concrete driveway. It's nice I do. And smooth. Yeah. It's small enough. It's only, they're a 118 seal. That's what's so yep. cool about them. But they never really took off. But I have that now, and I have all my 128th scale uh, mini-Z stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I have a couple other small scale. I have a 118th scale truck and a 112th scale truck and a 120th scale truck. So I'll have like all my mini-RC stuff I can display in the garage. I dig up my mini-Z stuff. I, I can probably make it work again. They still make all that stuff, too. Do they? There's a company online... I'll have to look up the name of it because I can't remember top of my head, but they basically make all Mini-Z parts, and they sell whole Mini-Zs as not Mini-Zs. Yeah. <laughs> but Kyosho is still releasing new Mini-Z stuff now. Hmm. So it's still popular in other parts of the country. There's no... Or other parts of the world, I should say. There's not much Mini-Z racing going on in the States that I know of. There's a couple active groups on Facebook. But they're kind of cool because they're so small and they take a lot of space. That's, that's what I like about them. That's the problem yeah. with 10-scale stuff. It's cool, but it takes up a lot of space. You need a lot of space to run it, yep. especially because the new ones are so fast with a brushless. Like a like a brushless one ten scale car can do like sixty miles an hour. Keep going. Okay. Here's the problem with RC in general. Yeah. One tenth scale stuff is too big to use, like in your backyard driveway. Yeah. But one twenty eighth and one eighteenth stuff is almost too small to use outdoors because the ground isn't like perfectly smooth. Right. So, 
unless you have a huge indoor piece of concrete, it's hard to find place to race those things. Right. So that's why the trucks have kicked off and been so much more popular than cars because you can use them anywhere. Well, the crawlers, yeah, especially because you use them in your backyard. Yep. And they look super scale. Yep. And they go kind of slow, so you don't, like, smash them into stuff, and they don't burst into a million pieces. Like, the stuff that goes really fast is, like, super cool, but it gets a little old after a while because you're like, all right, cool. When it goes in a straight line, and then you turn and go back the other way. Or you have to find a place to race it. Yeah. And then with competitively race it, and then you have to deal with the whole, with any hobby, the guy with the most money always wins kind of deal. So it's it, it kind of is a little discouraging, and that's why I said I'll probably build them and put them on the shelf in the garage. Maybe take them down and play them with play with kids in the family when they're over to visit. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's probably about the size of what's going to happen with them. So, and then uh, you got lucky the other day uh, up here, and then we stopped into the local Walmart. And found... Oh yeah, Hot Wheels stuff. The hill climb set. Yeah, are they, are they called hill climbers. I think. I is think the name so. Of the set? They're just out of reach. Yeah, they're pretty sweet if you're going to look for Hot Wheels right now because they're, they're the car cur- basically car Pikes Peak cars. Culture series, so they're yeah. more expensive ones. It's an Audi S1 Quattro yeah. WRC car. They're the premium Hot Wheels line. There's an RS200 like right. WRC car. Yeah. The Lancia 037. 037, which is a brand new one. The Audi's brand new too, actually. And then there's two more. The Volkswagen E thing, the, whatever, the record the holder. IDX. Yeah. The one that went up uh, Pikes Peak. Mm-hmm. And what's the last one? How do we say it? Lancia, uh, Audi, Escort. On oh, is a Porsche 935. Yeah. So they're all very cool. Very scale, very nice Hot Wheels cars. So, yeah. Anyway, kind of a thrown together quick episode to get us back in the, uh, in the mix here. We'll uh, put together some more topics for the next one, I think. Yeah, we're sorry we're gone for so long, but yeah. uh, we'll be back regularly now. Yeah, we didn't. We just haven't done much. We haven't had much to do because we've been literally taking some time Listen, for ourselves. We're on our we were on our European summer break. Yeah, they take the whole month of August off. That's true. Uh, <laughs> no, we just it was one of those things where we're not tired of podcasting. We just were tired of life in general, and both took some time to just get some stuff done. Yeah, we didn't break up the band. Yeah, <laughs> we just needed a little studio time, so. Uh, now we're back, and we'll be making some more stuff. Yeah, and we are still, like we said, we promise, actively working on episode 200. And as we said, leading up to episode 200, we're going to stop counting after episode 200. So we broke that promise by calling this episode 201, yeah. but I feel it was necessary to explain episode 200. Okay, fine. So episode 202 is going to be referenced right now, but not when we record it. Sure. So stay tuned for episode 202. And that's it. The the unenumerated episode. Yeah. And then eventually episode 200. Sometime. Wait for the drop. Sometime. It's coming. Sometime. And we've been teasing merch since we started. And we have some now. We do. So that will go up soon. Oh, that's right. I guess we can talk about it. We do have some keychains. Yes. Uh, That's one of the things that we will be selling. They look very, very cool. Yep. Uh, I got them like right as the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. They came out of Asia. (laughs) Yes, and then we were like, I don't even want to open this package up because not enough was known about any of this stuff yeah. yet. They're like, we're going to open the package, and it's going to be like, yay, auto-off-topic keychains. <gasps> I can't breathe. Yeah, they literally took – they were delayed because of it, and then they showed up, and they were really, really cool. So, um, yeah, we're going to figure out a deal for those. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So we're also on Twitter now, Auto-Off-Topic Podcast. Oh, I haven't logged in yet. Auto-Off-Topic, I think. 
Twitter is so hard for me to get into. It is hard to get into, but I get, I've been getting into more lately. I feel like I'm too old. It's more like you just talk to people without uh, the ridiculousness of Facebook. I thought Twitter was more ridiculous than Facebook. It depends. You have to curate it for yourself. It depends on your idea of ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. So anyway, we're on there. We're on Facebook still, Auto Off Topic Podcast. Instagram, Auto Off Topic. Haven't posted much there, but we'll start posting more. Yep. I haven't even posted that much on my own on Race and Anger. I think the last thing I had was like uh, maybe my sway bar was loose. That was a while ago. Or I had, oh, you know what it was? You know what? Actually, we'll we'll backtrack a little bit. I had reached out to people to ask my dashboard on the client, I realized, oh, is, yes. is suddenly peeling yep. a lot worse than it was before. And I told you we can prototype it on my car if you want. And it's literally been sitting inside the majority of the summer. Like, I haven't even driven it that much. And it's, like, super annoying. But I think it seems like we got to figure out what type of glue to use. Um, super glue seems like the right way to do it. A syringe seems the right way to do it, to inject it. Uh, Ryan Ritzma did suggest looking up the R32 dash bubble fix, which I guess that's a common problem on R32s. They mm-hmm. get a dash bubble. Same era. Probably same, the same issue, yeah. Supplier of materials. Probably. Um, but there is, they are talking about in that, you know, there's a thin layer of foam under these dashes because they're padded. And if you fill it with super glue, it makes it too hard. Okay. So some people are talking about using... A small amount of spray foam, but it's like ooh, it's kind of like a weird balance you got to figure out. So, and even like maybe drilling behind the dashboard to get an access hole to fill it with glue from the backside, from the so backside. you don't have to put a yeah. That seems like a lot more work. Yeah, there's I got to do some more research on this. It's and if I figure out a good way to do it, I'll try to make a video of it or at least a tutorial with pictures to try to help people because it dashboard stuff is like. It's ma- magic no matter what era car you're into because every car has its faults when it comes to the dashboards because the problem is it sits – not only does it sit in the sun, but it sits in the sun in an enclosed space. So it gets super heated and direct sunlight. I wouldn't think it would be a New England car issue though. But it is. It doesn't really matter. I, yeah. I, I've never seen a 70s Japanese car or actually even through the 80s Japanese and European cars that don't have cracked dashboards in the 80s. It just – no matter where you are, it it's happened. not as common here to have a cracked dash. It's more common to have a 80s GMs around here would definitely crack, but mm-hmm. um, it's more common to have this bubble problem. So, but it's the same basic problem. It's sun and heat releasing the glues and stuff. So, yep. So anyway, I went off topic on that. I was talking about my Instagram racing anger. That's the last thing I posted. So yeah, I just went mine real quick. I posted six things in August. More yeah, than I thought I did. So I guess I've been a little bit active. Yeah. So where can they find you? And all six things I posted in August. Yep. T-S-I-S-S-3-5-0. All right, cool. As always, keep your cars analog and aim for the resume. Yeah.